0: It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ballgame on time, and here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt, with all the good stuff you need to know. What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: Well, we're going to try to remedy that today. Welcome in. Welcome into the show. Off and running with you here on this Thursday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau... Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all across the state. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. we got something to get into today. Have you all uh, seen the latest cover of Sports Illustrated? Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I mean, most everything has gone digital uh, nowadays. Most everything has gone digital. Not everything. Most everything has gone digital. Newspapers, anything print. Like, we're saving trees and everything. But they still print newspapers. They still print some magazines, right? And whether it's digital or not, let's be honest, it's still a big deal to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It is. And today, Coach Prime and two of his key players are on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So I have a new... JSU Sonic Boom sound clip. I would like to introduce you to here on the show. Here you know what time it is. You. 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 What about? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's a good way to start the show. Is it not? Is it not? Yeah, so hats off to uh, Coach Prime and Jackson State on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I got to thinking about something, and I looked it up. Research. You know, like I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and I researched yeah. something. Yeah, you know, Bill, I am I'm our, well, I say, I am. During the show, Bill, you are our crackpot. Research staff. <laughs> I'm a crackpot. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? I mean this is a I I mean it in a compliment. I made it as a compliment. I mean a complimentary in a complimentary way. You are our crackpot research staff. Yeah, you're a crackpot. <laughs> non show hours, I am our show's top notch, top shelf research staff. Okay, so I got some research on Jackson State football and they I'm pretty certain are going to set a record. Um this year, I say I'm pretty certain. Anyway, we'll get into that, and and you're welcome to weigh in, and I hope you will. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show as we get started here today with you on this Thursday. Usually Thursdays this time of year kind of slow. You know, baseball hadn't started yet. We're kind of in between. We're in the summer. Th- 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 you know, summer Thursdays, sometimes Wednesdays too. Now, yesterday was not a slow day at all in the show. Sometimes Thursdays can be, uh, but we'll see where we go with this. And I just thought about it today when I saw the news of the cover of Sports Illustrated. There's Deion Sanders. Uh, uh Travis Hunter, the top player, the recruit, the five-star, and Shador Sanders are quarterback. And I saw that and I went back, started watching some of their games. Um anyway, got excited about it and thought as I saw the the panning shot of Veterans Memorial Stadium. It was during that game uh last year. It was it was last year, during one of the games last year, that panning shot of the stadium as the band Led them in the JSU Spelling. You know what time it is! Jay! And you can just see across and it panned around. It's like it's a, it's a full place. I mean, it's 58, 60,000 people there. It's incredible. And it's just a really neat atmosphere. And so it sparked a thought in my head. And we're going to get to that. So if you're on the live stream watching on Facebook or on YouTube, feel free to comment. Richard said hey, or he actually said howdy over there on YouTube, back at you. Sven's a big fan of the sonic boom. He likes it. Danny gave us a hail state and said uh, uh, he's from Ringgold, Georgia. He's on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in that way. And Sven, I think you're right. He says, uh, "Hail state, everybody!" There's no reason to believe that Jackson State will have less people <laughs> in their stadium. No, I think they're going to have more. Their excitement levels, you know, I, dare I say, all time high. But it it just feels like um, it feels that way. And and I am not familiar with you know some of those uh, days when. You know, Jackson State was running Walter Payton and others out there to, to know what it was like back in the day when they were playing against Willie Totten and Jerry Rice and those teams, and when they were playing against Steve McNair, who somebody, Andre, called in yesterday and told us about being at that game. You know, but still, I think, for Jackson State football, you're talking about an all-time um, benchmark right now in terms of uh, Excitement hype. You know, you're coming off a year where you only lost two ball games and one of those was in a bowl game in the last game of the year. Uh, a one-loss regular season. I guess it was 11 win, one loss regular season. So uh, and and then the when I say hype, I, I I mean that in a complimentary way too when you look and it, it's led to getting players and transfers and there're more and more uh, talking about and including Jackson State in their decisions, it's really incredible to look at the momentum. I think that's the, the best word to describe everything going on with them right now is momentum. Wouldn't you agree? So you can text me on the Country Please and text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It's a 601 number. Uh, text me at uh, 885-ESPN, eight eight five three seven seven six. That's the number to Texas show and call me on the Divini phone 995-105-9601 995 995-1059.
0: 1059 So, Matt, you know how we uh, folks that live here in Jackson can tell when there's a big crowd at the stadium? How's that? Traffic is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah. It, because there's so much around that area, you know, the hospitals there and there's yeah, lots of state offices around that area. There's no place to park. Yeah, and the traffic is a nightmare. But it's a good thing when they've got sixty thousand people in the stands watching a game. No doubt. Well, and they do. They do need to come up with some more
1: parking. Some more parking, or maybe yeah. like, um, you
0: know, some way to shuttle people in. Yeah, they do. They do some of that too, because they? they were at one time parking uh, folks down at the fairgrounds and and bussing them over there for things. Yeah, which which helps a lot. Right, right? still. You know, then the buses have problems getting there because the traffic is a
1: nightmare. Well, and look, Bill, <laughs> see, that that leads right into what I was looking at, is this tweet came out from the 1400 Club, and it's a a, a Twitter account and an online uh, entity that kind of covers Jackson State. And I think this might have actually been yesterday when they put it out there, but you can go look. It's one of their recent tweets there at – 1400, that's the number 1400, and then club with the letter K. Um, But it's a graphic right here. And it's talking about, you know, other FCS teams getting up on Jackson State's level in terms of attendance, Bill. But this was average 2021 football attendance. Okay. And it's a whole list of probably anywhere between 20 and 25 schools that Jackson State is at the top of. Last year, in terms of average attendance, Jackson State averaged 42,293 at their home games, according to this. And I I do looked it up. Some others have reported that. Here's the thing, though. These other 20 or 25 teams on the list, it's not FCS teams that Jackson State outdrew. It's all FBS teams. FBS teams, yeah. Listen, y'all. Okay, without looking at the graphic, I... I'm not going to give you the exact numbers. I'll give you a few once we get through the list. But here's what I'm pointing out to you. (laughs) It's just eye-opening. That's why I retweeted it with the big eye emoji. It's eye-opening. So this is last year. We've known for years that Jackson State, every year for years, even when they didn't have great teams, they were leading the FCS in attendance, in average attendance. But this past season, Jackson State averaged 42 a little over 42,000 per game. That's more average attendance than the following schools. Rutgers from the Big 10. TCU, Big 12. Maryland Big 10. Arizona, Georgia Tech, Cal, Cincinnati. Y'all, Cincinnati <laughs> who played yeah. in the playoffs, in the playoffs, yeah. Jackson State outdrew Cincinnati at their home games. Stanford. Illinois. Boston College. Syracuse. Northwestern. Oregon State. Wake Forest. Kansas.
0: These are not little little schools there, Matthew.
1: Washington State. (laughs) Vanderbilt. Okay, an SEC school, Vandy, but, you know, Vandy, they outdrew Duke. There's your list, or a list, and there's going to be some others, but there's a list okay some big schools there's several different ways you can get at this for Jackson State okay there's some direct comparisons of average attendance at some other schools from power 5 conferences all right Jackson State's an FCS school outdrawing them here's the other thing look at the average attendance across the country all right uh in the FBS this is football bowl subdivision FBS a level above Jackson State average attendance across the country last year was a a little over 39,000. So, in other words, Jackson State averaged 3,000 people more than the average across FBS football. So we're not talking about comparing them just to Alabama or con- comparing them to you know, Ohio State, but the average at that level. And in FCS, on the level that Jackson State plays, the football championship subdivision, which they don't participate in the FCS playoffs, we know that, but still, you know, look at that level. The average attendance across the country is a little over, or a little under, seven thousand people per game. So they're just in a different stratosphere in in terms of of attendance. Walton on the country pleasing text line says, currently living in the Jackson area, it is exciting to see folks excited. There's definitely a buzz around here. And he's talking about Jackson State. Um, Now, anytime you start bringing up Jackson and attendance and growth and games and everything, somebody always mentions crime. And, you know, Metro areas. And sure, there is a, you know, if you look at Jackson Metro, um, it can be bad. I mean, especially depending on what you compare it to. But Sven's, you know, we're talking about football, and Sven says JSU is an attraction, period. And and they just kind of are, aren't they? So when you look at the whole ball of wax from, you know, Deion Sanders a coach now, his son's a quarterback. They're gonna put five star player on the field, that everybody's excited about, who is one of the guys on the cover of Sports Illustrated today, who had a Great game in the spring game. A lot of excitement about him. But other transfers are getting alignment in from Tennessee. A couple of players from South Carolina, including a receiver. You know, all of this building their team up off a team that, that won 11 games in the regular season last year. All of those things. And their games being that, you know, you look at last year, their games being that you were coming off the year before where you didn't get to have a fall season, okay, in Deion Sanders' first year because of COVID. So there was an extra oomph to we want to be there for this one because we're finally going to have a fall season. There was also the deal where Deion Sanders' teams had played in the spring before and had lost a couple of games, including like drama, like losing to Alabama State in Montgomery. And Alabama State pulled the stunt on their video board; they made fun of Coach Prime and it made all these headlines. Well, you're going to host them, and you know you had a huge crowd for that, and and then. Not to, it's maybe even burying the lead, but the entertainment value of the games with the bands at halftime um, and the Sonic Boom at the top of that list. It's just the whole ball of wax. Uh, they got everything going for them right now. I, I don't know, you know, momentum. That's the best word. They have momentum and lots of it. It's another way to say they have everything going their way right now. So are they going to set a record? Are they going to set an attendance record? Now that's one thing I didn't look up. And Bill, I don't, I don't even know where, shoot, I don't know where that record would be held and how far it would go back to find, you know, what's the, find a season where they, you know, it's like the single season attendance record for Jackson State. But I would think last year had to be it. I don't know it but i am just kind of assuming that last year had to be it 42,293 average on that list by the way you know rutgers so that so jackson state averaged more attendance than rutgers and rutgers up there in new jersey close to some very populated areas rutgers averaged 39,630 at their games TCU we know where they are fort worth they averaged 39,529 at their games. Yes, one thing you see there is that the location of a place, we see it in baseball too, the location of a place in relation to a highly populated area is not necessarily uh, line up with support. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech and downtown Atlanta averaged 37,515 at their home games. In the ACC now, you're playing Clemson and NC State and all these folks in Georgia, okay? And Jackson State's outdrawing you. Cincinnati, we talked about them. They're in the AAC, but they're in that huge area. Cincinnati, uh, densely populated city. Great team, played in the playoff. Cincinnati averaged over 37,000 at their home games. 37,000 people is what they averaged. Home games. All right. Uh, hey, Will. Will commented on this on Facebook, and Will, I'm going to pop it up on the screen so the people who are watching the live stream can see those numbers. Now, are these are these high attendances for games at Veterans Memorial? I mean, I guess that's what you're giving me there. Is individual game attendance highs? Yeah, I, was just,
0: I was just looking at that too. Yeah, they had like a fifty-three thousand five seventy-eight for a game there in, in twenty twenty-one, and and then they had you know sixty thousand for one game. So they had the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
1: so what he sent me there is gonna, yeah okay he just confirmed it on Facebook. Um, yeah. So what he's sending me is high attendance records for uh, Memorial Stadium. So. 1981, this is in Veterans Memorial Stadium in Jackson. Uh, 1981, Mississippi State played Southern Miss, and they reported 64,000 and change there.
0: Um, and you had to squeeze them in for that because it didn't hold that many. <laughs> oh, I'm, Yeah, right. Uh,
1: Mississippi Valley State versus Alcorn in 84. That would be a – Yeah, that was a big one. That would be a Jerry Rice game, 84. Uh. Ole Miss versus Arkansas there in 81, drew 63,000. Uh, the Egg Bowl in 1980 there drew 62,000. Jackson State versus Alcorn, 1996. You had 62,000 in change in attendance. Uh, Jackson State versus Alcorn, 94. That would have been the Steve McNair, Steve McNair's final game as a college player for Alcorn. That's, that's that game that Andre was talking about yesterday. And will looked it up, and it had sixty-two thousand five hundred twelve people there for that one, and in the eighty-one Egg Bowl between State and Ole Miss, you had uh, sixty-one thousand. So it kind of gives you ballpark of what you can put in there, okay? And again, you know, the what we're doing is an average of the home games for Jackson State. Now, here's the thing about that, okay, y'all. So hold that number there, kind of in your head. Jackson State averaging just over 42,000 people per home game last year. Also last year, Mississippi State, Davis Wade Stadium, average attendance per home game 48,817. And that's less than 80% of states' capacity in their stadium. But... You know, State just averaging just 6,000 more per home game than Jackson State did. Now, last year was a big year in attendance for Ole Miss. Ole Miss in Oxford last year averaged 56,000 uh, and change per home game. And that's 88% of their stadium. So they average a good bit more there at the vault. If you go back and... Okay, 2020 doesn't count because you had um, COVID. So go back to 2019, a normal year. In 2019, State averaged 56,000 per game at Davis Wade. Ole Miss averaged 48,000 per game at uh, Watt Hemingway. So like from 19 to 2021, State and Ole Miss just kind of flip-flopped. One went up, one went down, and they were kind of in the same ballpark. But still, both of them, just a few more than Jackson State averaged this past year in their home games. And that was just, what, the first full year for Deion Sanders as the head coach because 2020 was his first year, right? And, I mean, I know State and Ole Miss kind of in the same boat. The point I'm making there is, again, if you look back at the, the last couple of full seasons, this past year – Jackson State averaging only six thousand people less per home game than State did. You're talking about an SEC school just up the road. You go back to two thousand nineteen before Kiffin got there. Ole Miss's average that year dropped down to forty eight thousand. Again, just a few thousand, just a few people, frankly, in a, in a sea of people more than Jackson State's averaging in its home games this past year. And Jackson State's just getting started. Um, and there's no question that they're going to average more per home game this year. My thing the reason I'm pointing all this out is because you can see the title if you're on the live stream. I I believe with everything it's in me. And Bills talking about having the ability to handle it from a parking standpoint, but with all the momentum and all the winning last year and the quarterback's back and they added this five-star recruit and all the All the hype. I really believe if they averaged 42,000 a game last year at Jackson State for their home games, they may average 52,000 this year. I don't think that's at all overestimating it. They may average more than that. But to say that they may put 10,000 people more in there per home game, I honestly don't think it's that crazy. It's a lot of people I know. But you just never seen momentum like this for that program. Never have seen it before. Stick around.
0: Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All
1: right, here we go. Play Let's it. keep going. Play it, man. <laughs> yeah, I've- I might be able to pick up a guitar and hang in there with that guy, whoever that is. Whatever that is right there is not all that difficult. <laughs> and that's why I might be able to hang in there. Welcome back to the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C now, shoot me a text, country, please, and text sign, eight eight five three seven seven six. 3776 Got it? That's a 601 number. 885-3776. If you have a hard time remembering that, it's just 885-ESPN. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, Bill, shoot me straight. Sure enough, like, say, hey, that's too much if you think maybe i overshot it but if they average i'm just looking at the momentum for jackson state football all the talk and the hype and the build up the recruiting the transfers sports illustrated covers everything and i'm going if last fall if they averaged 42,000 per home game they're going to exceed that this year it's just a question of how much i mean could they could they average 50,000 per home game i mean if you're talking about anywhere between eight to 9,000 more people there and parking in and around Veterans Memorial per home game. I mean, do you think it supports that? you think there are that yeah, many more I, people?
0: I think they could because, you know, once, first of all, they won the SWAC, then they played a bowl game. So that's going to inspire folks to want to go see this team, plus the recruits. Yeah. You're bringing in, the, you know, one of the best players in the country. Right. Yeah. People, I think they, they could probably get there, yeah.
1: I wonder what the, I wonder what like tickets cost. Because what I'm trying to figure out in my head, this is, again, you just you're just basically grasping at straws here without talking to somebody who kind of knows this information uh, already or maybe has researched it. But what I'm thinking, Bill, is you're going to have people who are willing to drive from farther away to come to the games, as opposed to you're going to have a few more. You're going to have a few more people, I think. Jackson State fans and others who are going to you know, drive from Tupelo to Jackson to watch them play, going to drive up from the coast to watch them play, buy those tickets instead of going to one home game. You're going to have a bunch of those folks that are going to try to go to more home games. That'll that'll double up on the number of games they're going to. Now the the only question is, is there an offset with the current economy? Okay, and I, I'm talking about the whole thing when we talk about gas prices. Let's see what those are this fall. Somebody told me yesterday they're going to come down. Well, I hope so, because if they don't, maybe that factors in across the country, not just here in Mississippi. But under normal circumstances, I would just think they're going to see an attendance increase, uh, not not a not a decrease. And then that's my thing is like, okay, if we're talking about an extra nine to ten thousand people, get them up to fifty thousand average. Where are those nine to 10,000 more people this year coming from? Is it pretty much still Jackson Metro? I wouldn't think so. It's going to come from a little bit farther area, um, farther distance. And then, Bill, all right, they already get crowded. It's packed. They're averaging 42,000 per home. Game. It means they've had some with more, some with less. But if we, on average, if we send another eight to 9,000 people down there, Around the stadium and are parking around the stadium. Let's just say, on average, you know, again, if we're sending eight to 9,000 more people into the stadium on average, that's going to be at least two to 3,000 more vehicles in that area. Can the area handle
0: that? Well, <laughs> It's going to be tough, but they'll they'll figure out a way to do it. But I just looked up the season ticket price for general admission is $55. Okay. That's season and ticket. That's season ticket. And that's for general admission. Okay. Uh, and the limited number of stadium club season tickets are also available and can be purchased for $500 per seat. Okay. Five. And that would be for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Right. So $55 general
1: right. admission for the whole season. That's a good deal. Okay, cuz someone just texted us that for one game, JSU game last year at Veterans Memorial, general admission was 25 bucks, reserve was 35 bucks. So, and if you just go ahead and get a season ticket, you're telling me for all the home games it's 55 bucks, general yeah. admission.
0: So there you're saving money on the ticket so you can afford the gas. Right.
1: If you do the season ticket thing, you're buying all the games for the cost of what it would get you if you bought two individual games. According to this, you know, ticket price. Yeah, they want you to buy those season tickets. Sure, as sure, absolutely. They incentivize that, and they should, and they will, and everybody does. Um, that's the why they should do it. I wanted to read this too. Okay, we'll put this on Facebook. He said in the spring of two thousand thirteen, uh, Jackson State unveiled a proposal for a fifty thousand. I remember this. For a 50,000-seat, $200 million domed stadium that would also house a Tigers basketball team, concerts, special events, all that. And in addition to seating 50000 for football, it holds 17000 for basketball, 21000 for concerts, and includes 75 skyboxes for rental. The JSU Sports Hall of Fame would have been located on the first floor, according to what they proposed. Uh, legislature says no to the stadium in April 2022. And so they, you know, turn that down. Thing is, where would they put it? That's some stuff that I don't know.
0: Yeah, they were talking about putting it closer to the campus, but they'd have to go in there and get some of that land. And that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's always interesting. And <laughs> I mean,
1: air quotes, interesting. And if, yeah, if not,
0: interesting, because there are people that live there.
1: Right. That's what I was going to say. If not contentious, you know, um, you start sort of annexing people's property, in order to build something like that. But, um, you know, and for some of the things that people talk about, it necessitates day games. There it is. You're going to play at the vet. You're going to put 50,000 people down there. We're going to play in the daytime. We're not playing night games. That's just kind of the way it is. Now, Joseph mentioned here, he commented, he said, Matt, why wouldn't Jackson State want to play in the playoffs instead of the bowl game? I'd want a ring rather than a hat and a t-shirt for a bowl win. And we kind of went over that some um, back when it was happening at the end of the year, at the end of the season. And, and for me, I had to get educated. on. I still don't know that I know every, as the Bible says, jot and tittle of that story. But my understanding was that it went back to sort of historically, swack teams, they they play each other all year long and you'd have – your best swag team, and some of them went to the playoffs, and and would just get thumped and just get whipped by these FCS teams in the FCS playoffs, and so they got out of that. Just started having their bowl games and stuff. But I'm kind of like you. I, I think um, now the, the bowl game thing last year, even though Jackson State lost a game, was a heck of a deal. I mean, you know, outstanding attendance, a lot of attention. Um and and that's fine. And shoot, they they may, I think we discovered in talking through that last year too that they earn a much bigger check in playing that bowl game than, you know, than anything they would make financially, doing, uh,
0: the FCS playoffs. But also shows you how well the Jackson State fans travel. I know it. They, they know really it. showed up.
1: Remember what I told you about? Uh, we were coming back from. From Alabama to Mississippi, we were coming across I-20. So we were we were on I-20 coming into Mississippi through uh, the Meridian area and then on over to Jackson and on over to Vicksburg. So we were traveling east to west across Mississippi on I-20 the day after the Jackson State Bowl game oh, yeah. in Atlanta. And, I mean, we had car after car. After, it was a caravan of cars with JSU tags that were just vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> Apparently, I was driving slow because we saw a bunch of them pass us on the highway that They were trying to get back home. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and that's it. I, it. It is a money thing. Somebody was texting. That's what I remembered about the playoffs versus playing the Celebration Bowl. Uh, somebody texts me and says, We don't go to the playoffs anymore because we lose money doing that. And that's why I would think you're traveling all over creation to get to those games and play some of the places you would go if you travel in FCS playoffs. You're playing in front of, like we said, about two to 3,000 people. You play the Celebration Bowl, you get a great big check, and they put what, 65, 70,000 people in the dome in Atlanta? <laughs> I mean, that's a humongous difference. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And here's the other thing, too. Okay. I was uh this is selfish all right but I'm just letting you in on it selfishly I went and had to look at their schedule because you know my man Kobe has been calling the show for for ever since JSU hired coach Prime which they didn't get to play in a covid fall they played in the covid spring but then had a real season last year and so a little more than a year he's been calling me saying hey look Matt I've got seats if you want to come to a game let me know and It's not an excuse. It's just this regular thing with me. It's like, well, I'm doing radio for Mississippi State, and it's all dependent on that. We get one open date a year. And it's hard to tell the homecoming queen, hey, we get one open date, but I'm leaving to go to a football game just to watch one. (laughs) You know? But I went ahead and looked. Okay? And this year, the the game later in the season when Jackson State hosts Southern – From Baton Rouge in Jackson on October the 29th. We Mississippi State don't have a game. And I just think it's time. All right, Kobe. For me to tell Kobe, hey, listen, put count me in. If you got an extra one for that game, count me in. I'm coming. I'm going to the game because I want to see it and experience the whole thing.
0: That'd be a good one too. That'd be a good game. Yeah, wouldn't it? It sure would.
1: Sure would. All right. We will have the countdown of ninety teams in ninety days. Next team number eighty-six, or eighty-six days away from the first Saturday in September. That's coming up. Stick around.
0: From the amazing hits,
1: that one is huge. To all
0: the amazing plays, Matt Wyatt has
1: got it all for you. Just listen to that. Bop, Here we go. Rolling along with you. Somebody text, unnamed who's a Jackson State fan. Uh, hit us up on the country pleasing text line at 885-3776, 601 number. Repeat after me. eight eight five three seven seven six. 3776 It says, please come to Jackson State uh, for the JSU Southern game. It'll change your life. 60000 guaranteed, especially after last year's game. Yes. A little bit of drama in last year's game, wasn't it? Well, and see, it's October. That's Jackson State's game on October the 29th. And that happens to be Mississippi State's open date. And, uh, you know, normally a little bit of a tough sell again on the home front to tell the homecoming queen, hey, listen, I've been gone every weekend and On the road and stuff, but I'm going to a game. But here's the thing start
0: buttering somebody
1: (laughs) up. Yeah. Or figuring out some special plans, right? There you go. We may just all go stay in Vicksburg that weekend or something. But see, the, the previous two weeks, October 15th, state, we are at Kentucky in Lexington. Followed by the next week on October 22nd, we are at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So it's two straight road games for us before the open date, but a road game. In Tuscaloosa, it ain't much like a road game. It's not far at all. Just drive over there, do the game, drive right back home. Ain't no big deal. And then you have the open. And the thing is, October 29th, Jackson State hosting Southern. State's open. And the next three weeks, State has back-to-back-to-back home games. Hosting Auburn on November 5th. Hosting Georgia on November 12th. Hosting East Tennessee State on November 19th, the week before the Egg Bowl. So,
0: we, we need to make it happen. I say start working on it now. You should be ready by then.
1: Yeah.
0: It's probably going to take you that long to convince her. Hey, and for all of you
1: Philadelphians, look at this right here on my phone, my my handy-dandy iPhone from C Philip Prince is trying to call me back right now this very minute. <laughs> Y'all remember Philip from Philadelphia Arc Basketball Academy? They are not just – I mean, they are doing the Lord's work. They are winning souls. As he says, they're using sports to introduce people (laughs) to God, Big G. And I called him. Yeah, and I called him. The Big G. And I called him earlier and he didn't answer. And he's just calling me back during the middle of the show. So, any of y'all, White Denzel, some of y'all that have Phillips' number, text him and tell him to stop bothering me while I'm on the air and tell him I'm picking on him on the air since he tried to call me back while while the radio show's on. I'll call him back uh, uh, in a bit. Uh, We've got the countdown. 90 teams in 90 days. Today will be team number 86. We are 86 days away from the first Saturday in September. So uh, that's coming in just a second or two. I want to get to a a text or two here. Uh, Zachary from Independence says, SWAC newcomer FAMU, F-A-M-U, Florida A&M, Famu participated in the FCS playoffs last year and got handled in the first round by McNeese. Pretty handily, yes, they got whipped in the first round. And that was a thing because that was their first year in the SWAC and they had a pre-existing deal. Maybe that was part of their deal. They could choose one or the other or stay in the playoffs by coming over uh, and joining the SWAC. And and we kind of talked about that some last year. That's that's absolutely true. And that, by the way, will be Jackson State's opening opponent, just like it was last year. They played each other in the season opener down there in Miami. Looks like that's scheduled again this year. And so that's, if today's 86 to the first Saturday in September, that'll be in 87 days because they are playing each other on Sunday, September the 4th, or at least that's what's scheduled, a 2 p.m. game on Sunday, September 4th on ESPN2. FAMU and Jackson State season opener. Uh, This year on Jackson State schedule, this is not chronological order, but if you look at home games this year in Jackson for Jackson State, Um, Grambling and Mississippi Valley State back-to-back in late September. They will host Campbell, the Camels, Campbell and Southern in back-to-back weeks in late October. And then they have uh, the home game with uh, Alabama A&M in November. Road games this year, or at least away from Jackson, they'll play uh, Florida A&M in Miami. They'll play well, is Tennessee State still on schedule? I thought they took that game off. I don't know if it's still there or not, but they normally play them in Memphis. It's scheduled week two, but I thought I saw where maybe they replaced that game with something else. But anyway, uh, they go to Alabama State in Montgomery this year. They go to Bethune-Cookman, and then in November they'll go to Texas Southern, and they'll play at Allcorn in the final game of the year. Or at least that's what it says on the schedule uh, that uh, that I'm looking at. And we did get some. Um, okay, so the goat, you know, and that's Jackson State's deal. The the word the the goat on YouTube commenting saying they are playing Tennessee State one last time this year in Memphis. So that'd be a big deal up there in Memphis in week two. Uh, he also confirmed that Southern is the biggest game. And a little earlier in the show, he said, "Let's go JSU. We should sell out every game. Maybe not Valley, but everybody else. Yes, if you sell them out." Then, like I said, you average forty-two thousand and change this year at your home games. That number's gonna whoosh, going way up. And we're talking parking and crowding, but it's been a big deal. Hotels really gonna benefit, restaurants, all that, uh, right around there. All right, let's hit it. 90 teams in 90 days. Let's do the countdown. D-A.
0: D-A. Woo! Shoot this thing! Set your watch for 90 90. it won't be long. And
1: yeah. 90 teams in 90 days. Today is team number 86. We are 86 days away from the first Saturday in September and team number 86 on the list from the Pac-12. They didn't used to be there. They're in the Pac-12 now though. That would be the Colorado Buffaloes. All right, that's Colorado's fight song. It's, it's, it is what it is. And uh, Colorado, a four win football team last year in the Pac 12. They went four and eight, three and six in their conference. And we'll get to that. This year, Colorado starts the year three straight weeks in uh, non-conference, and then they play nine conference games in the pack. But their season opener is actually on Friday, September the 2nd. So they're going to play in 85 days. They're going to play on a Friday night late. It'll be televised on ESPN. So that first big weekend of college football, they'll start a few games a week before the first big weekend on Friday night. I know we'll be high school footballing it around here, but if you're not at a game – TCU at Colorado will be on TV that first Friday night, September 2nd, on ESPN late kickoff. Then week two and three, they go to Air Force and they go to Minnesota. So tough start for Colorado. Then they jump into conference play in uh, the last weekend in September when they host UCLA. The month of October for Colorado looks like this. At Arizona, hosting Cal. At Oregon State, hosting Arizona State. Then their games in November are hosting Oregon, back-to-back road games at USC and at Washington, which would be really tough in November. And then Colorado's going to finish the year by hosting Utah. Here's the thing about Colorado. Anytime Colorado football comes up, this is what I think about Colorado. One, beautiful, beautiful setting out there. The stadium, everything, beautiful, number one. Number two, excellent, classic, black-and-gold college football uniforms. They hadn't changed them a whole lot over the years, gold helmets, all that stuff. Okay, And I am a little biased there because I grew up in Russellville, Alabama. The Russellville Golden Tigers, they're black-and-gold. I always thought it looked great. So Colorado. Three, I think about Cordell Stewart. Brian, what was the guy's name? Brian Westbrook, right? And Cordell Stewart. They win a national championship. Remember the the Hail Mary play with Cordell Stewart. It's a highlight that should never go away. They had some great teams back then. I always had to think of those things. Those things come to mind. Those historical things come to mind. Recency in college football for Colorado has not been great. But more than any of that,
0: the Buffalo. What's his name? Ralphie? Yep. Ralphie, I was going to say, that's what I always think of as that fantastic mascot. The mascot, (laughs) a live buffalo on a rope. Yep, I want to see him and (laughs) Longhorn in the same stadium. I mean, Bill, the thing about it is, okay, the buffalo obviously
1: (laughs) is fairly well trained. Ralphie is fairly well trained of how to run across there because they put Mm -hmm. a rope around him. And my thing is, what good is the rope? Just take the rope off. This is a live buffalo. You ain't leading him anywhere on a rope. Anywhere that thing wants to go, he's going. You're not stopping him or even making him hesitate by pulling on a rope. (laughs) So why do we have a rope? Just get rid of the rope. Make it really interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Try to round him up afterwards. (laughs) But look,
1: I'm just telling you. It's a t- We can do a top five live oh, mascots. Mascot, we can do a top ten. This is a top three. Oh, yeah. Okay, Ralphie the live buffalo at Colorado is a top three mascot. And then I like the eagle at Auburn, and I like the big – I like the steer at Texas. That buffalo, oh, yeah. man. Longhorn. Oh, man. That buffalo is hard. I like that Razorback up at Arkansas, too, now. All right. That's hour one in the books. Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.